Welcome to That's the Word, wholesome tales for the whole family. I'm Father James Yamauchi. Today's story, A Little Girl's Confession. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned, the little girl piped. The priest and the confessional relaxed. While hearing the confessions of adults is edifying, the nature of some sins presented for absolution can be challenging for a confessor to address. The voice of a child in the confessional is a welcome respite. While they still confess sins, there is a beautiful simplicity in their souls. When was the last time you went to confession? He gently asked. Never, Father. This is my first. Very well, he said. Tell me your sins. The little girl began to confess. And boy, did she confess some sins. The priest, who thought that he was going to have a rather light confession, sat mouth agape as he heard the most egregious and grievous list of sins he had heard in a long time. He had certainly never heard such sins from such a young girl. On and on and on the sins went. Mortal sin after mortal sin. Grievous matter after grievous matter. When the avalanche of vice finally stopped, it took the priest a second to collect himself. He obviously admonished the girl for these egregious sins. Such a young girl should not be getting involved with half such sinful acts. He gave her a penance of four rosaries, heard her act of contrition, and gave her absolution. The little girl scurried off, and he heard the next penitent come in. Thankfully, this confession was not nearly as grievous as the previous one. Four rosaries is a big penance for a little girl of seven or eight, but understandable given the roster of grievous sins that the little girl confessed. What the priest did not know is that the little girl did not quite understand confession. She had been told to confess grievous sins. So she confessed every grievous sin she could think of. She made sure to include every great vice that crossed her mind, whether or not she had actually committed the sin. Fortunately, she soon learned of her mistake and for the rest of her life frequented the sacraments. She had a special love for the sacrament of the Eucharist. She married, 
had nine children and quietly raised them, spending the last 30 years of her life as a widow. As a laywoman, she lived a profoundly mystical life, performing penances and having encounters with Christ that left clergy and religious in awe. She founded several apostolates and religious orders under the banner of the works of the cross. Despite living in the world, she was very much not of the world. The wife, mother, grandmother, and mystic named Maria Concepcion Cabrera Arias de Armida, better known as Blessed Conchita. And for this week, that's the word. The topic of today's story was suggested by Ileana. Thank you so much for suggesting this, Ileana. And right up front, we want to point out that this confessor did not handle this confession well. Yes, certainly he should have approached it from a very different angle. If you have a little girl at seven, eight years old, and this is her first confession, confessing all these things, it is fine and, and certainly in this case appropriate to ask some clarifying questions. So what would you have done in this situation? In this situation, I would have listened and just said, thank you so much. I know this is your first confession. You confess these sins well, but can you clarify some of these things? Obviously, we didn't get into the details of what she confessed, but anything that sounds off for a seven, eight-year-old, I may have just said, you know, what do you mean by that? So for our listeners who may not have been to confession in a really long time or may never have been to confession, which we highly encourage you do on a regular basis. That's something that's very good for the soul and really essential for growing closer to God to keep ourselves clean of sin. What would be your recommendation? How would you approach it? And then just what are the steps when you're walking through it? I always think it's good to get a great examination of conscience. If you want one, you can always reach out to us, email us or contact us on social media because some examination of conscience you look at it and you think you have to have a doctor degree in theology to understand all this stuff. It's very simple going through the Ten Commandments. I love St. Dominic Savio's definition of when he goes to confession. He confesses things that trouble him. You know, if we have a good conscience, sin does trouble us. And so we can reflect upon the Ten Commandments and figure out what's troubling us. I always compare confession like going to the doctor for a physical I want to look at all the different parts of the body. I want to kind of examine myself wholly to make sure and see what parts are not working well, so to speak, so that the divine physician, Christ, can heal you. The other thing I would suggest is that if you are nervous or if you don't know what to do, just tell the confessor. You know, if someone comes in and says, Father, I really don't know what to say. It's been a while since I've been to confession. The first thing I always do is welcome them. And said, I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for coming. I know it takes a lot of courage. And then I may say, you know, let's start off by, can you just tell me when's the last time you went to confession? More or less. 
And sometimes people struggle with that. And it's like, that's okay. If it's just been a long time, it's a long time. So I think it's okay to ask confessors to help you through it. Because hopefully that confessor himself is a regular penitent. And he is not only the one who is the instrument through which Christ gives his mercy, but the confessor also is a recipient frequently of that mercy by confessing his own sins. As a layman, one of my pieces of advice would be, if you're going in there, I know people get confused because a lot of times there's a screen now and then there's a chair next to the confessor. I always go to the screen because I honestly think that's nicer when I don't have to worry about the priest looking at me or recognizing me. You know, it's interesting when I was uh, going to my first confession, I remember very clearly, I didn't know confession that well. I certainly didn't do what Blessed Conchita did. <laughs> I didn't even think to think that, but I had my list of sins. And I remember everyone was going to this one priest because there was a screen in his room. I wasn't sure if they were watching something. Like I, in my mind, I was thinking like screen something on TV. This was my lack of formation. The only reason why I didn't go to him was because there was such a long line. And so I wound up going to another priest. But I will say, as a confessor, I really do appreciate the screen. Not just because of the identity of the person, um, because obviously there's a seal of confession in place, but it also just removes uh, layers, so to speak, to where you can just really concentrate on listening to the person. I think the tone of voice is really important. The things that really weigh on the individual's heart, you can really give some good advice. At least this is just my point of view. And by the way, everyone always has a canonical right to anonymity in the confessional. No one can be forced to go to confession face to face. It is an option. You can choose not to exercise that right, but everyone does have a right in canon law to anonymity in confession. The last thing I'll say is St. John Vianney also said that the priest can assume part of the penance for the penitent. So if you come out and thinking, wow, I got a really light penance, one possibility is because the priest himself has decided to take on some of that penance on your behalf. Now it's trivia time. Dun, 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 dun. Last story's trivia question was, what was St. Anthony of Padua's birth name? The answer is Fernando. This story's trivia question is, in what year did Blessed Conchita die? That question again, in what year did Blessed Conchita die? If you think you know the answer, email us or contact us on social media and let us know. If you enjoy That's the Word, please share the word. You can see the story extras for this story at thunderrock.org, where you can see photographs of Blessed Conchita. Thunderrock.org is also where you can sign up for our weekly newsletter and where you can find our social links and our email if you have any feedback or story ideas like Ileana. Thanks for listening and join us next Wednesday for another wholesome tale for the whole family.